You know, it's amazing at how racist some people are. It's, and, and, and it's funny, um, in the red pill community, in the conservative community, uh, we see this all the time. And um, I just had another uh, case in point yesterday. I had a conversation with a guy who um, appeared to be gay. It's not that relevant. I'm just trying to give you the backdrop. I mean, I guess it is relevant in the sense that uh, if you're black, you're supposed to be, quote, marginalized. If you're gay, you're supposed to be, quote, marginalized. If you're black, gay, and educated, you're supposed to be, quote, marginalized. If you're black, gay, and not educated, you're supposed to be, quote, marginalized. Uh, I don't like the marginalized terminology. In fact, maybe to say that I detest it is going a little bit harsh, but I'm definitely not a fan. But anyway, um, I have a conversation with this guy, and uh, at some point, he's, uh, I find out that he is an educator. Uh, I didn't ask him where normally I would do that, but for whatever reason yesterday, I didn't. Uh, but I did find out that he's from Oklahoma and, um, the conversation kind of meanders. We're talking about different things, uh, some some things black I was talking about Harlem and um how do we get to Harlem gentrification well it actually came about because we were talking about how expensive San Francisco is and I was telling him that I'd heard that there were people out there that make $250,000 $300,000 a year but to live comfortably they'd rather share a house with three or four other guys or women at times, but I'm assuming mostly guys, uh, everybody in the house is making at least 200 grand. Um, but it's so expensive out there that, uh, you need to share, you know, I mean, that's the thing because a $2,100, $2,200 mortgage payment out there, uh, anywhere near where you work is not going to happen. So anyway, so then at some point, uh, we spoke about real estate bubbles and I was telling him about how, uh, and, he, and he knew some of this about how uh, Harlem's um, black influx uh, had its genesis from what I learned or think that I learned um, from a real estate bubble. And that um, Harlem uh, at that point was uh, being marketed towards whites upwardly mobile whites but then there was a real estate crash and uh, things happened and such and, and, and so now they couldn't sell these these units and uh, the uh, relationships with uh, one or more prominent um, black sort of business people uh, at the time these developers were able to reach out and, and uh, extend, you know, uh, Harlem to the people that would actually move there, i.e. black people. <laughs> right? So we talked about, about that, but 
then the conversation went, you know, like it always goes, it, it just gets so racial. And he talks about uh, the uh, evils of white people moving into black neighborhoods and calling the cops on people when they're making too much noise and that type of stuff. And I'm like, wait a minute. I didn't say this because I just really was not in a headspace yesterday to really dive deep uh, the way that I knew that I would want to uh, or needed to. And uh, I knew that our interaction wasn't going to be long enough to really uh, dive deep. But here's the thing. Okay. And I want everybody that's listening to this to embrace this concept. And if you're woke, you need to embrace it even more. Gentrification has nothing to do with race. Nothing. And I know what you're going to say. Well, how's that possible? Uh, It's the white people that are moving into different neighborhoods, turning these neighborhoods, you know, they get better, but then they get more expensive and people get displaced and the culture changes. Here's what you need to understand. I have lived in transitioning neighborhoods, and one um, in particular, Um, and I can tell you that I did everything that the white people would do. (laughs) When there were shots being fired, literally gunshots at midnight and one in the morning, I got on the phone with the cops. And I called, hey, they're shooting out here. When people were throwing parties at 11.30 on a Monday night, non-holiday, keeping people up, I called, hey, they're making too much noise out here. Okay. And other black people that have to get up and go to work in the morning, okay? Or have kids that have to get up and go to school in the morning, undoubtedly were making the same calls that I was was making, okay? Uh, and I know that there are some people that will say, well, hey, look, you knew what the culture was when you got there. And that's true, okay? But at the same same time, okay, the way that I live and the way that people that live like I live live, our ex- example or the way we live is is more conducive to not having a crappy neighborhood, okay, not not throwing fast food wrappers on the ground. Not not throwing soda bottles on the ground. Not throwing Popeye's fried chicken cartons on the ground, okay? When Becky and Kyle move into the neighborhood, are they doing that? No. You know what Becky and Kyle, Kyle do? I'll tell you what they do. On Saturday morning, Becky, Kyle, Tanner, Cody, Chloe, and Sarah get garbage bags and they walk around neighborhood picking up trash and they just got there okay that's what they do 
Yeah, man. And see, these are the un uncomfortable truths that people don't want to talk about in the woke community, in this woke academia situation, in this progressive Black Lives Matter, woe is me, victimhood men mentality. There is no accountability. There is, in fact, people run from accountability. You know, um, Brittany Griner got arrested, as uh, many of you probably know know now, um, over in Russia uh, at the worst possible time. If you don't know who she is, Google her. Um, but at the worst possible time for smuggling what apparently is recreational level amounts of cannabis oil, although some some reports said that it was or it is uh, hashish oil, whatever it is, she's in huge trouble. Okay, uh, the sentence, the 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 maximum sentence is ten years in prison. Okay, um, and then Business Insider runs an article. Uh, the the lead of which or the gist of which that the only reason she was over there is because of the gender pay gap. Uh, from what I understand about the article, they never mentioned the fact that WNBA players only play 32 games, regular season games. Probably the, the, the longest their season's ever going to be is about 45 games, max. Okay. If we can assume that the Russian league has a similar length. We're talking, they're probably playing 70 games. They're not even playing the amount of games that men play. 82 game regular season. Despite that, okay, and des despite the fact that women's basketball is not popular, obviously it's more popular over there because she gets paid a million dollars a year over there. And considering that she's living in Russia at that time, you know, we're talking much lower expenses. So that million dollars is going to go even farther. Okay. Um, so what I actually read yesterday was that evidently she has an annual income between Playing basketball over here, playing basketball over there, and endorsements, her income is about $3 million a year. I'm sorry. <laughs> you get no sympathy from me. <laughs> Zero. Okay. This gender pay gap situation has, has been debunked. It's a myth. But yet the woke, pro progressive... Black Lives Matter, uh, just everybody is a victim, rainbow culture, uh, just wants to run with that, that narrative because it fits the narrative. And um, yeah, so, so every chance that I get to go, no, 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 that's BS, you're, you're making that up. Uh, I will will do it. But the point is that um, it's amazing at how there is no accountability. 
like the it's so racialized there's so much in terms of of identity politics here that that there was no chance business insider was going to hold a young black woman accountable for a horrendous decision okay and um ultimately that does the culture a grave dis disservice because accountability is is one of the hallmarks is is one of the benchmarks of being a successful person and having a successful culture okay you know instead of criticizing people that have advanced to a point where they can uh, move move into these luxury apartments or these new or you know rebuilt uh, built homes in these neighborhoods why not model ourselves after these these people why not get educated in tech why not get educated why not become wizards in like physics and and um, you know whatever other um, disciplines are are necessary why not uh, become known for being dentists right I mean that's a $200,000 a year gig worst case scenario okay um, in this area worst case scenario probably looking at two, $250,000, $275,000, $350,000 a year okay now granted to get there you have a lot of loans and stuff so your overhead's kind of high but at some point Presumably, all those loans will be extinguished, and uh, you'll 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 really be be making all all of your your money uh, after income tax. But anyway, yeah, I just wanted to to to. Uh, oh, and by the way, just to just to end this with the whole um, culture situation, because the guy made the comment. Uh, about letting white people into the culture and, and 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 you know you hear this term about cultural uh, appropriation excuse me and um, you just want to laugh you know the the he he uh, referenced um, Eminem and some some other guys I'm like hey man listen I didn't say this but I should have said look man do you realize that the original rappers that first made records like the Sugar Hill Gang and Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five and the Cold Quarter Brothers and these dudes, these guys want to be rock stars. They dressed up like rock stars. They wanted to be like Kiss, like Def Leopard, like Motley Crue and you know whoever else was out back then. Okay, the the um, Rick James, the Funkster, wanted to be a rock star. He did everything he could do to cross over to a wider audience, uh, and 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 was able to do it to some extent. 
but was never able to truly cross over. And he 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 uh, he wanted to do that. You have people to this day that don't even rock with Elvis because somewhere along the line, somebody told people that Elvis was some virulent racist. When the fact of the matter is Elvis caught hell because he actually did did things. He 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 actually helped people uh, 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 that that were um, generally not being helped. You know, you know. Then um, uh, there are many uh, instances of where Elvis went went uh, way overboard to help who? Black people. Like the time that um, he was uh, doing a gig in the Astrodome back in 1972. And uh, the uh, organizers of the, the event didn't want to let his background singers either stay in the same place or they had to. It was something, it, there was some treatment that they were not getting that everybody else was supposed to get. And Elvis goes, no. Okay, you know, either we all get the same, same, um, you know, benefits or I don't show up. Okay, leverage, man, you know. Uh, or if you want to take it way back, back when, when, when Elvis used to go to churches okay and and this guy was um, sitting in now you gotta picture this this guy is uh, is a rock star he's probably the biggest the most famous person at that point one of them on the earth okay and he's going to these podunk churches in uh, Memphis I think it was singing in the church okay wasn't white churches now it was our churches okay what is that but yet Elvis is some virulent racist man you know we <laughs> we create victimhood we create drama drama we create racism when there isn't even any there okay and we turn our backs on people that have actually stuck their necks out for us, i.e. Elvis. Okay, so yeah, man. Um, just, uh, you know, I know that I kind of went all over the place there, but yeah. Um, just, just know that the, that the people who are generally the most closed-minded, the most backwards, the most racist are not conservatives. They are progressives who think that they're so cultured and so conscious and so liberal, but they're actually not. They're actually the most closed-minded, backwards, regressive people in many instances, way more than you'll find with uh, conservatives um, and uh, yeah anyway that's this this episode uh, 
and uh, I will see you next time. By the way, you can check out my YouTube channel. It's called the the Gut Punch. Um, it doesn't really come up right away if you pull it up under the Gut Punch, um, but I'll give you a title you can pull up. You can be able to access it. Um, it's uh, Deadly Moves to uh, Attract Younger Women Without Being a Sugar Daddy. That's Deadly Moves to Attract Younger Women Without Being a uh, Sugar Daddy. Um, so yeah, definitely if you uh, want to uh, be more successful with younger women, um, that's a place to start. Okay now, take care.